welcome to the Chiropractic Life Podcast, where I'm delighted to sit down and create a platform for our team members to share their role, where they are now, and their lessons along the way. My name is Dominic Fung, and I'll be your host for today. Hey guys, welcome back to the Chiropractic Life Podcast, also known as Table Talks. I've very delighted actually to introduce my next podcast guest. Um, I wasn't too sure about this one, but I, I know that it's going to be a, a really good, really good time. So welcome, Dr. Elise Heath. How are you? Hi, I am very well. I'm so glad you were not too sure and delighted at the same time to introduce me. Oh, I wasn't, quite the honor. <laughs> I wasn't, um, don't say it the wrong way. That sounded bad. I know that sounded bad, but uh, I need to, I need to sort of explain myself here. The, the reasons why I wasn't sure about this was because you, we, we knew each other before I was a chiropractor. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think I was in like third or fourth year uni where you were in first year uni. Um, yes. Yeah. So, that would have been, that would have been it. So I think you, you, you knew me before, before all this, you definitely knew me before I even graduated and, and we're still friends now. Do you think that we would one day be on a podcast together or actually just not even a podcast, even just working together? Uh, even being like somewhat serious together, I was doubtful that that would ever happen. <laughs> um, but no, the other things either I did not expect. Yeah, yeah, right. But, Started you know, at the bottom, now we're here. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> you, you read my mind. Drake, where you at? Um, <laughs> I think the the thing with this is that, um, yeah, I, I was a bit, I was, I always knew, I think when we, when we were friends in uni, that we were either going to cross paths later down the track, whether we were working together, but I always knew that we were going to be mates. Yeah, for sure. For Would sure. You agree that with was that? never, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I never wanted a domless life. That's- <laughs> Thank you so much. That's actually the best compliment I've heard all week, actually. That's great. Um, <laughs> the, the biggest thing with that is obviously, I think we're very similar in, in very many ways, but also very different in many different ways. So yes. I think the, the biggest thing that sort of kept us t- together in terms of that connection is obviously, I don't, I don't like to take myself that seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our humor is important. It's very we fall important. back on very heavy fall, be, fall I, back on the humor from both of us there. <laughs> I think so. And I, I don't think many people get it. I don't think a lot of people no. get it. It takes a special two to actually get that kind of humor. So I'm just saying, um, yep. I'm grateful that we've remained in our, each other's lives all, all along the way. And Absolutely. I think on the core of things as well, just rewind the clock. I went down to sale, which is where you're from. Correct. <laughs> Born yes, bred? correct. Was it, is it born and bred? My family loves you, but yes, born and bred. <laughs> Sale Hospital, 96. <laughs> what a special time. What a special place. I think um, one of the things that I wanted to say before we started was I think I, I knew your sister really well, Renee. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think she'd be listening to this, but if she is, hello, Renee. <laughs> she better. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I was doing placement down with Wayne Todd down in um, uh, at – Todd's clinics as a, as a, as a placement student. And, um, I was going to, I was going to actually, um, get my own accommodation there because obviously didn't want to burden anyone else. And this is cause I grew up in Melbourne. No one helps each other out in Melbourne. There's no excessive okay. community. Um, and so Renee was like, stay, stay in my family's. I'll even come down and hang out the whole time. I'm like, mm, this is very strange, but sure. And, <laughs> and I did. I, I ended up staying at, at, at your parents' house for the whole time I, I was there, which is probably a couple of weeks. Just I think sitting two, three on the weeks. couch with Brian. I think having so. Just, a time. <laughs> having really mad chats. <laughs> also, my brother, just as a baseline state, is is unsure of every 
male pretty much our age. He's just unsure. And he loved you. Every other person that ever came down, he's like, oh, I don't know, they're they're all right. But it's like, Dom. Right up, okay. That that makes me feel pretty special. Big stamp of approval, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I I, I thought that they would have hated me because, honestly, I woke up really early. I'm an early get-upper, right? I took about an hour shower because it was like three degree that morning. I'm pretty sure I used all the hot water system. They would have all been sleeping. That's the only reason they didn't hate you is because they didn't know. But it felt like the whole day they had no hot water. It was like you had to boil the kettle to even had a shower. So I think I really stitched up the family there. But it's very on brand for you. Yeah, I think so. Just the biggest liability, I think, yeah. The city boy going into the country town. You 100%. Know, like. <laughs> Draining the dams. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, classic. Um, a few things. I, I obviously just wanted to obviously, I think it was good to sort of go, you know, to the past and, and, and sort of just um, made it pretty clear in our relationship and while we get along and stuff, because I think if we didn't get our system early on, this podcast would either one, go on for ages and two, just like, but with both of us just laughing the whole time, correct? Still could happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think <laughs> if we start strong, we're going to end strong. Absolutely. Let's um let's talk about a few things. First thing I wanted to talk to you about is obviously wanted to congratulate you in terms of um, where you are now. Um, fresh out of uni, um, straight to a, a practice in Marimbula, which is very far from home. And I, I know how tough that could could have been because you are very family orientated. Um, was it, was it a hard decision leaving family sort of, I guess not behind, but knowing that you, they weren't just around the corner? Well, I mean, yes and no. When I was first starting up with the company, I wanted somewhere a, that was like easy for the family to get to, but also b somewhere that they'd want to go to. So I very much at the same time had that in mind. So I'm only about four and a half hours from them now, which is pretty attainable. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it was like, I think always expected I'd just go back to sales straight away after uni. Yeah. Okay. I think to a degree they did as well. So it was a bit of a journey getting to that point where I'm like, you know, that might not happen at all, or it might not happen straight away. Yeah. Uh, so mainly getting my head around that for sure. Was it, do you think, was it, was there a few things you sort of had to let go of in order for, for you to make that decision and be like, okay, this is probably the right thing for me? Because obviously being close to your family and having that expectations of, of coming, returning to your hometown, because the reality of it is, is that I went to uni in Melbourne. I grew up in Melbourne. So I've never left, if that makes sense. Whereas mm-hmm. people like yourself who obviously grew up in a country town had to leave to be able to study for five years. Um, and then making peace with the fact that you're going to be away from family for even longer. Was it, what, what did you sort of have to sort of let go of in, in order to make peace with that? Uh, yeah, I think at the start, a lot of it was just you, you have a very strong sense of community growing up in a small town and uh, like sort of uprooting that and starting again. And then in Melbourne, I sort of developed that again kind of slowly. And then by the time I was ready, I think it was almost harder working outside of Melbourne than it was learning to be away from sale initially gotcha. because yep. I knew sale would always be there. Like gotcha. my family's there. I'd always visit there, but leaving Melbourne was actually a really tough thing for me because I'd built this new sense of community again yep. and had a new sense of what I knew and then leaving that as mm. well. Mm. But um, so when I was making that decision, I had sort of two jobs that I was choosing between. Yeah. 
one had the convenience of being in Melbourne, but I didn't feel really fit for me. Mm-hmm. And the other one was this one, which the convenience definitely <laughs> straight up, it was not there. It was not the convenient <laughs> or easy choice for me to make, but it just felt right and it felt to fit better. So uh, sort of weighing that up and making that decision was mm. a bit of a juggle there. I think I've experienced it up here as well. Like you, you build something up from pretty much nothing. Um, you had to make your own connections, make your own relationships and, and sort of build your own life. And uni is a long time. It's five years. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, a, it's a long time. And, and it, but also gives you that time to actually build those connections and just knowing that you'd have to do it all again. Scary. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. I think the other factor there is like I grew up in sales. So that was like my childhood, adolescent life pretty much my full adult life at that point had been in Melbourne and finding myself there. Yeah. So it was like mm. a new layer of figuring out who you are outside of that one environment. Mm. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Big time, big time. And it's funny because I always look back at like at the time as well. I was like, I look back and I'm like my university life and my high school life was such a crucial stage of, of development and sort of finding yourself. But I think the biggest reality for me is that, you're constantly doing that anyway. <laughs> it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter if you're 18, 22, 27, like you're constantly doing yeah. that anyway along the way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I've made it. No, no, I haven't. We're doing this again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Every, every possession I had as a youth was like completely out the window as, as time got along. And, and I think yeah. timing is, is really everything, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. Mm, yeah. Um, do you, do you, You've, how long have you been in, in Marimula now? Or how long have you uh, left? Sorry. How, how long have you left Melbourne? Oh, so about a year and a half now, I think. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. About a year and a half. Yep. I've Did, been out. So some of that was in Darwin training. Yep. Some of it was here getting the practice ready and set up and yep. sort of alternating between here and Vega. Yep. And then I think I've been in practice itself for about eight months. Perfect. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thank um, you. Um, did it go quick? Do you think like did that a year and a half or, or whatever it was, did, did that go super rapid? Did it drag on or? I think looking back at it now, I'm like, man, that's gone quick. Mm. There were some times <laughs> where, cause looking back, I can see the highlight reel and I'm like, yeah, that, that went fast. That was great. That was seamless. When I actually think about the periods I went through in that time, I was like that was tough slog and that went slow yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's simultaneously a bit of both it's like, it's uh, like but bit, mostly fast yeah it's 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 like so many so many things have happened for mm. you to say that all went quick but like it do it's, it's, it's kind of weird it's kind of like you can't like the quantity of what was happening was just full on but the actual yeah. timeline was so quick which is a yeah for sure which I think describes you perfectly. Like I think yeah. you, you're, you've been Controlled in practice. chaos. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned Darwin, obviously. Um, and you mentioned that obviously um, you, you were sort of in the midst of, of getting another job before finding out about us. Um, yeah. And there, there had to be, you said that the fit was right. What was the, the main things that, that made it feel right? Do you think? Well, I think it was actually an interesting process because at the time I still had no idea like what I wanted to be as a chiropractor or what model I was going to fit into. I really hadn't figured that out yet. Uh, The one in Melbourne was a very pain-based practice uh, and sort of fit into that sort of end of things. 
Yep. Whereas as chiropractic life, I think we're very vitalistic or very holistic at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was figuring out which of those I wanted to be, but also like, and let's be real, who, who I wanted to work for, what I wanted that environment to be like. And there mm-hmm. were a lot of environmental things at the other one that I was like unsure about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I had never really thought very holistically or vitalistically. So mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to be a start of a journey of me figuring that out. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it was probably largely based on what felt right. And this one did. It seemed harder, but felt right. Yeah. The other one seemed easier, but didn't quite feel like it was going to be the fit for me at the end yep. of the day. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. You, you, I think you must have known from your past experience in life and probably just growing up and, and going through stuff that um, something that feels right doesn't necessarily have to feel convenient or easy. Yeah, for that sure. Sense? Like you, definitely. You, I think you hear a lot of that. Like, uh, you know, like if, for example, like I hate the the the, the uh, you know, being in a relationship because it's easy. It's like, well, mm. <laughs> it's mm. that doesn't sound yeah. that wholesome. If that doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound there's that, a certain that level of yeah, and there's a certain level of challenge that I think you've got to have, and a level of pushing yourself forward. Something that's comfortable isn't always going to give you access to your best you or yeah, exactly. push you in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, definitely think that. Yeah. Mm. I think, I think the, the beautiful thing about what you said was, is obviously that you knew that it was, it, that it was the right fit, but it was going to be hard. Yes. You know, I, I think definitely. If, you, if you go into any situation or any job or any, any sort of platform that you're on knowing that, yeah, it's going to be hard, but I'm willing to give it a shot. I think you're probably going to be able to be very successful. Yeah. Yeah, mm. definitely. Got to make the hard sacrifices at the start and then figure out along the way gradually how worth it that can be. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big time, big time. So um, obviously going into the practice, uh, well, going into, into our company, there was a huge amount of chiropractors that you knew that were working for us anyway. Yeah. It was me, yeah. Oliver Croak, a, f- a few others, obviously you, you knew of Anna McKenzie and everything like that. Like, what, yeah. what was sort of that like? Like I, I know for a fact that for myself, when I walk into something that is super established and had other people been there for a long period of time, did it give you a sense of security or was it a bit intimidating? Do you think? I mean, in a sense, it was a bit of both. If I'm being real, probably more intimidating than anything <laughs> else. Uh, I know for me, I'm like, I put a lot of pressure on myself anyway, that I'm like, if I do this, I have to do it well. Yep. But having people that, I guess, you know, and know you it adds a certain sense of you've got to do well for them too. And yeah. Yeah. I think you and Ollie had both recommended me for the, the job as we did. well. We did. Uh, so thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, and all of me was like, I cannot let them down. Like I yeah. cannot be a dud recommendation. So there was that side of things. But I think at the end of the day, I always knew that someone would have my back as well, mm. which was comforting. Yeah. But it was probably 70, 30 realistically. I don't think that's a reflection on, on the company. I think it's a reflection on just normal society sort of people. Yeah. And, and, and I think that seek of approval, if that makes sense. Um, and I think the reality of it is, is that, I, again, like I, I, I wanted you to, to be the happiest you could and obviously put yourself in, in a position where you could better yourself as fast as you can and also as mm. fulfilling as you can as a person as well. And um, I'm, 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 we made that recommendation, but 
um, it was, it was sort of into you to say yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely, I mean, it was definitely a journey because I think, because I saw a chiropractor as a child as well. Uh, it had always been about pain for me. I started seeing a chiropractor after I fell off the roof onto my head, which obviously mm. wasn't a super clever thing to do. Um, it didn't sort of become about anything else until Darwin really. Mm. Uh, and when I started getting even adjusted more regularly up there and, uh, seeing, being in that environment, seeing not only it becomes about the second stage seems to be about what the pain stops people from doing and seeing people, doing those things again and it was for me that there as well mm. so there was a lot of health things that I was getting through up in Darwin actually wow uh so I started to get exposed to that next mm. layer of what chiropractic can actually be about 100% so you're- the third thing was like seeing all the health surprises that people were getting along the way and just being like what we do is actually really cool and I've only been seeing this in such a like one-dimensional view yeah uh and since that point the even cooler thing than that is I see all of my practice members here going through those same exact stages. Like yeah. they come in and it's about pain. And I remember that I was like that even as a chiropractor. Mm. And then the second thing is like, I can do this again, or I can do that again. Yeah. And the third thing is like, I don't know if this is anything related to what you're doing, but this is working better or that's working better. And it's yeah. interesting seeing how I went through those same few steps as well at Darwin, which was challenging and uncomfortable, but hugely valuable as well it gives you a sense of certainty when you actually go through it yourself yeah you for reckon? Sure. like it's 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 one thing to read about it or someone tells you or you know you, you, you see it, someone else do it but when you're actually going through that yourself and ticking off those boxes like i'm sleeping better i i'm getting way better range of motion all of a sudden i actually feel like i, I want to get out of bed all those things that you know you're kind of like i've experienced this and yeah. now i actually have the power to actually influence others and they can go through the same sort of um, um, journey as me. And that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I guess the next step to that is figuring out that when you adjust people, you can have that effect too. Because for me, it was very easy to believe that that could all happen when it was Aaron Stewart doing the adjustment. <laughs> because damn, that man. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi <laughs> himself. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but getting through that first round of like, comparison of people's care here in Marimbula was like, Oh my gosh, this is actually happening. And like, this does happen on a pretty yeah. consistent basis. Like it's definitely been, been a pretty big evolution for me in the last year and a half of what, what it is that we actually do and how friggin' cool that can be. Yeah. That's amazing. I think like um, being able to witness it, experience it yourself, but then actually put it into practice is like, like, it is why we do what we do. If that makes sense. Like yeah. it gets, it gets me excited because you kind of reflect, you reflect on, on, on how it's helped you. And then now you're actually being present and fully focused on helping other people. And I think that's yeah. like, if you're doing those fundamental things, everything adds up and just builds momentum. Yeah. It makes you love your job. Hey, as mm. well. Like, and I think looking back, if I was to reflect on the easy, convenient choice of staying in Melbourne and being in a pain based practice and, that not so convenient choice of being here. I'm like, thank God I chose this one because I don't think I'd have that gratification if it was about just people's pain, which don't get me wrong is a huge factor. There's nothing better than helping someone with their pain, but uh, it's given me a really good insight into how what we do is a lot actually broader than that. Exactly. And 
Mm. Um, obviously you wouldn't have experienced it unless you sort of jumped the gun and just said yes and, and went up to Darwin. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I, I want to get into Darwin, but I think I'm just loving this conversation because I think it's so important because it's like, mm. what you were saying is, is, is correct. Like we're not saying that we don't recognize pain and we definitely recognize pain, but yeah, when, for we, sure. when you delve deeper into why that pain is an issue, I think it's way more powerful to you, but also to the practice member as well, you know? Yeah. Some, yeah. some some people just want to hang out with their grandkids and be able to lift their grandkids without any issues. Yeah. You know, yeah, some, definitely. just little things like that, that you can actually be a part of and be influenced and to get into, to do those goals. And I think that's, um, that, that's why I love what I do for sure. Yeah. And I think recognizing that the, when there are those three steps, like it's about the pain, then it's about the goals, then it's about the holy moly, this is some cool stuff that's happening in my body now that everything's functioning better. Yeah. Like once you acknowledge those three steps and having been through them myself as well, when you see them in other people that come through your office, it's, it's huge. Like, Massively. And, and you continue to see it and it makes you drive to want to see people get through those steps. Like, yep. yes, you're out of pain. I'm so glad those migraines have backed off, but like, how can we get this better? How can we make your life better? Yeah. And that's a pretty cool influence to have on someone's life. I think it's, yeah. it's massive. And, and longevity wise as well, you know, like everything yeah. you're saying in, in terms of their longevity, in terms of how, how well their health is, but also your longevity in terms of your career. You know, if you go into practice with certainty and conviction, number one, it's going to be way more enjoyable, but number two, you're going to influence way more of the community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I sure. think it's a, it's a win-win in terms of everyone that, that is a part of that practice or, or whatever that vision you have for the community. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm. So, um, so let's get down to the roots of it. Obviously you were already telling me about how um, these are the things that happened to you and you ticked off those boxes before you gained that certainty in terms of influencing others. Um, going up to Darwin, you know, like have you even heard of Darwin before? <laughs> I have heard of it. It is a capital city, Dominic. <laughs> Not that I'm good at geography, but yes, I have heard the the words uttered before. Uh, but it was a pretty far off land, for sure. I think I think when I got there, it was like a couple of months in. My sister Renee sent me a screenshot of Australia with Darwin circled, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, do you know where you are?" And I was like. Yes, Renee, I've been here for two months. I know where I am. And yes, it is very far away from you. <laughs> but uh, I didn't expect to be there for sure. Wait, so you obviously landed into Darwin. You're like, stuff it. Let's just do it. Like, it feels right, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. I, think it, I think it feels right. Um, let's go this plane. Let's, let's just fly four and a half hours to get to Darwin. Um, do, do you remember your first day at all or, or when you landed? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. Definitely a few, a few interesting things happened that day, but we won't get into that. Hopping <laughs> off the plane, I remember I was wearing a blazer and just that initial like gust of, of humid air hit me and I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. Like <laughs> it was going to be warm, but sheesh. <laughs> uh, I love that you're wearing a blazer as well. Like it's, it's some kind of like formal, like, <laughs> like what, you're in a full suit. Yeah, it, was like, like, <laughs> it was like woolen hounds too. It was really edgy. Yeah. Uh, I, I need, I need to make a good impression. <laughs> yeah. impressions, even though we practice in shorts and a polo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, so that was the initial, like, damn. The I, I definitely just shuffled off the plane into the humid air, being like, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> but that gradually wore off. Yeah. 
And then obviously um, your training. Um, so who was the sole person that was training you in terms of, and let's run through that. Okay. So you obviously yep. got off the plane. How long were you training for once? Just to give uh, people sort of an idea of the time frame. Yeah. So I did three months up there all in all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first few days were, were quite interesting because I was getting settled in and on my day, my first day, I see Adam McKenzie tag doing a post. And basically he has got a cactus that's fallen onto him and it's barbs are going through his toes. And so he's like, yeah, you're coming in for me tomorrow, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. oh, I have no <laughs> idea how any of this works. I'm, I'm a freshie. I don't even know if I can do a sideline adjustment successfully at this point. Uh, so I was like freaking out. Anyway, he ended up just going on shift with no shoes and making it work. So the first few days I that's, observed Adam. That sounds like, right. This is super cool, but it's it's chaotic. Uh, and then after that, for the first three, well, like six weeks-ish, uh, I was with Lockie pretty consistently. And then after that, I was with Aaron Stewart. Yeah, so. so obviously Adam is, is the owner of Chiropractic Life and um, Lockie and Stewie both run a pretty high-volume um, practice and they've also been the longest, um, I guess, uh, chiropractors within Chiropractic Life. So you really got mm-hmm. the taste of... Um, the taste of sort of the foundations of chiropractic life, I think. Yeah, it was, it was, it was sick. It was honestly really good. And it was very, very f- formative experience for me. Mm. Uh, was not it- always in comfortable ways, but mm. definitely always in valuable ways. Yeah. So obviously no questions asked. It was a lot of work. Yeah. What, what, what was the, the biggest, I guess, um, the biggest um hurdle or the biggest challenge and challenges that, that were there, I guess, top three, if you can answer them. Oof, there are layers to that. Uh, firstly, I think there was a lot of stuff going on for me externally and like in, in Melbourne and stuff like that uh, and in sale that were happening, that were challenging me anyway, being away from that. And one thing Lockie actually really did help me with at that point, which was a very uncomfortable process for me. But one that I really did need to learn was how to separate that out. And uh, when you walk in the door, switch that off and, you know, move into what you need to do and be able to do that. Uh, That wasn't something that was easy for me to sort of leave my own stuff at the door and, and walk in. Mm -hmm. That was a huge one. Uh, Sort of, the second one was probably the, the job itself and my belief in the job itself. Yeah. Since I had thought about things very, I'm, I'm quite, I guess, mechanical in the way I think a lot of the time mm-hmm. and sort of stepping out from that, like we covered before, moving through those steps where I learned about actually what it is we do and sort of more establishing the belief in that was probably mm. the second thing yep. and being like, this is actually something we can help with and, you know, moving through those steps there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The third one, hmm, I think the third one that was a big challenge was, was confidence probably. Mm, Uh, Yeah. Because, and I mean, I think that's a big one for any new grad really. For sure. For sure. And even beyond, but uh, having that confidence to be like, this is something I can actually do. And, sort of getting the skills to back that confidence, but also the the confidence to just start using those skills really. Yep. I think, I think the, the, the thing that I gathered from what you're saying then for the top three is, is obviously just 
being uncomfortable in terms of leaving everything at the door before you step into practice makes you more comfortable within practice. Does yeah, that make sense? Sure. Like, like it's just sort yeah, of like, definitely. It, there's, there's always like that, that thing where you, you put yourself in a position where, you know, you're not really comfortable with, but it, it ends up actually working in your favor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and it also ties down to the third thing you said was self-confidence. It's like, if you're having a bad day, there's a lot of things going on in life, whether it's family relationships, just general life shit, for example. Yeah. Um, if you're bringing that within your practice, that's only going to drag you down in terms of your self-belief, but also your self-confidence. And that kind of stuff is super, like people see that, if that makes sense, like paying custom, yeah, paying practice members, they see that. And yeah. they're already vulnerable as it is coming into you and revealing all that kind of stuff. It's, it's up to you to be able to be 110% with them and focus and, and, and making sure that it's all about them, not about yourself. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I think, mm. I think people that come in, they perceive a hell of a lot more than what we think they do. Like mm. one of the things I know they, they know straight away is how much you care. They mm. definitely know that. Yep. Uh, they know how confident you are. They know how much you back the product that you're, pushing mm. like yep. they know all of that a hell yep. of a lot more than even we do a lot of the time so yeah. learning that skill was hugely important yes for sure. and energy is super contagious you know like yeah. if, if you greet if you see someone and you're actually excited to see them they're going to be ultimately excited to see you you know if you lift them up they're going to lift you up if that makes sense so like yeah definitely being super focused and making sure that we 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 get the message to them really easily and smoothly is going to just pay us dividends Yep, definitely. Mm. So yeah, it was, uh, uh, it wasn't always comfortable, but it was uh, definitely something I needed and it, it grew me immensely, which I guess growth is never comfortable, but yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. looking back, I'm like, which was a bit more comfortable. Would be nice. No, I wouldn't change it for the world now. That's awesome. That's, that's actually a really, really awesome thing to, to sort of recognize as well in terms of the training program. Like I think, sometimes like you were saying, like my thinking is also very regimented in a way and very mechanical and it's like 12 week program, you know, I'm going to be up there for three months. It's just going to be learning systems and, and procedures mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's literally just one side of the puzzle, isn't it? Like it's just one piece. Oh, it's, yes. it, it's actually probably the easy part. Like we've been doing that for five years, like read about mitochondria and then write about it. You know, like we've been doing that for <laughs> yes, so long. Yes. Like we've been doing that our mitochondria, whole lives. Mitochondria, I'm having PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> the powerhouse power itself. <laughs> the Krebs cycle. Cool. Got, to, got, to, got, to, got to learn about the Krebs cycle, you know. And, and then you get in practice and you have to be the powerhouse itself. <laughs> it's it's right. confronting. It's, it's terrifying. <laughs> so, I, I think learning systems and learning scripts is like just – like one piece of the puzzle, you know, oh, it's really yeah. is. And, and, and that's probably the easy part because it's not uncomfortable because you're just literally like reading something and then just word, word vomiting it back out. Yes. Yes. Mm. And getting into practice here, it makes you realize all the external stuff that you don't know. Like, I guess it's that conscious incompetence sort of thing. Uh, I am so glad I had a template for what it is that I actually had to do and that structure for when I got here, because if all of it was unknown and all of it was chaos, I probably would have imploded. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I time. needed that structure for big sure. Time. And, and Lockie, perfect guy for that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, for he's sure. All that procedures, all bad systems. Like it, it, like when you actually see him in practice or the way he speaks and how he, he actually sees that the shift goes from start to finish, you start to see yeah. that it's, it's actually it's, it's beautiful. It's like an art in making, if that makes yeah, sense. He's good at that consistency, which is something that is not a strength of mine. So yeah, 
having that, like having our strengths being so different was yeah. really valuable, yep. really challenging at times too, yeah. because sometimes we just clash on it because we were so different, Yes, but it's exactly what I needed. So yeah. I can acknowledge that now mm. retrospectively. <laughs> It's, it's a great mindset to have for yourself as well in terms of like, mm. I know this isn't how I do things, but there's things that I can actually learn from this rather than just kind of be like, ugh, it's not for me. Yeah. And that makes yeah. sense, just being open to that and just, just understanding like, okay, I, I may not do it this way, but I've I, I found tips and found things that I can actually implement that it would actually work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The areas you need growth are generally not what you're already doing well. So it, I guess it makes sense to have someone opposite to you in that sense that'll grow the parts in you that are, deficient in a way 100% 100% I mean yeah. from Lockie you transitioned into Aaron Stewart and yes. um, one of the one of the rockstar guys as well Aaron Stewart um bless his heart uh, yeah I know. shout out to you Azul <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mr. Miyagi of chiropractic life um how is how is that sort of sort of experience with him like obviously spent a bit of time with Adam which was crazy um Lockie <laughs> super uncomfortable yeah but learn a lot yeah. from it what was what was Aaron's sort of um, experience with you? Do you think uh, Aaron took me light years with my adjusting? First mm. off, uh, mm. got me a lot more confident with that, which has obviously just grown having having the practice behind me now. Uh, obviously, still way to go. 40, 40 kilos trying <laughs> to just make that work on a on a big dude is sometimes still tough. But mm. he definitely helped me with my adjusting. The other thing that I found he was amazing at was finding, because I, I got all the structure and the templates of things that I needed to hit with Lockie in, in that structure. Yep. But sometimes it felt really clunky for me because I'm not, you know, a, a strong, like I don't come off strongly in a lot of ways. I am very good at coming off as caring and and genuine, I think, hopefully. Yep. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, but Aaron was really good at being like, yes, these are the bits in the structure that you need to hit, but maybe here's a way you can do it that would work for you. Mm. Or let's change this to that. Yeah. And sort of I, I learned what I needed to do in that first period. I learned a lot more of how I could do it in the second period with Aaron, which was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. No, that's, that's great to hear. And I think even after the three months being there, <laughs> And it was ready to ready to go and do your own thing, um, because let's let's not downplay it. Like oh, I actually just want to be straight up. Coming, I know you had three like twelve weeks, but you were fresh out of uni, having to go to a practice and build it from scratch from a place you you know you you don't live in a totally different environment mm. must have been scary. Yeah, it was, uh, and I could not have done that straight out, like straight off the bat. Uh, yeah having a good concept of how to actually do my job was really helpful, but there was a lot of things that I did not know. Like mm. I did not know anyone in the town. Like you said, I also had no idea how to train a, a CA or, yeah. you know, a chiropractic assistant. I had no idea how to do any of that or just, there's lots of things that you don't think about that you need to know until you need to know them. And I remember there was this this couple month long battle of getting tables to work. I was like seeing, I think it, I was seeing 90 a week off one portable table 
in one room that's being like, <laughs> my shoulders are sore. <laughs> I can't move this thing up and down. I think I've blown an L5-fist. <laughs> Definitely had a few meltdowns over that. There's like lots of little things that you just don't think about having to deal with until you have to deal with them. So it was mm. definitely character building even beyond that three months for sure. It's super hands-on as well. Like yeah. I, I don't think people understand, like, especially when I, when I went into a practice by myself as well, like everything you do is on you. Like there's like a full amount of accountability and a full amount of ownership. Like you take the benefits yeah. where things work your way. Like when shit works, you're like, that is awesome. And you pat yourself on the back. But when shit doesn't work, that's also entirely on <laughs> you as well. It's like, it's this beautiful, like one, one way or the other sort yeah. of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and you don't even take the credit when you do things well. You're like, oh, that was probably just like a fluke. But yeah. if things go not well, you know damn well oh, that it's you. Big time, big time. It and is. the other component to that is in chiropractic life, because of all the mentoring and coaching, like you always have access to the answer. So if you're not doing well, there's a large part in addition to that that's on you because you you have the coaching, you have the mentoring, there's people that have the answers to your problems and finding that balance of being humble enough to actually be mm. like, this is not doing well. What do you think? Yeah. But yeah. also implementing that it's even, even more kind of on you in a way, yeah. if that yeah. makes sense. It's, it's, it's funny you say that. I love that you said that because it, it separates people from, from normal people to successful people in a way. And I think one of the biggest skills is, is being able to have some self scrutiny. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I think if we, we are so sometimes a bit too stubborn in a way that it can't be, it can never be on us. Yeah. It's never my fault. Yeah. It's always someone yeah. else's fault. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's, it's, it's this, the weather was off or <laughs> this person said yeah. this and I'm dealing with all that kind of stuff. But when you leave stuff at the door, like you said, and go in there and be like, okay, this isn't working. How can I make it work? Or I fucked mm. up there. Let's make it better or find a solution. You end up yeah. really separating yourself from the rest. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think for myself, I am very self-critical as well. So mm -hmm. if something's not working, I'll be the first to assume that that's me. Mm. And in some senses, that's, I think, a good thing because it means I do try and seek out those answers more and find solutions. On the other hand, it's probably not always good for the confidence if something isn't going well. Because if you get that drop off over Christmas or with COVID or whatever yep. it is, I'm like, this is because I am a terrible person yeah. and I'm bad at my job. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe it is because of Christmas, but yeah, yeah. finding ways to put that on yourself will make you do something about it as well, mm. which I think is also important. But finding that balance of like not beating yourself up when yeah. something's not going superbly, but mm. also when something's not going superbly being like, how do we use the resources in the company to improve on that and make mm. that better? That's probably one of the most vital things to be able to run a practice by yourself is trying to be able to yeah. find rational decision-making or actually the way you're feeling in terms of mm -hmm. like making the, making sure there's a perfect balance. Like, like you were saying, when you put it on yourself, it's like, it is such a good trait to have because you're, you're, you're owning it and you're having accountability. Number yeah. two is also trying to find that, that, that balance where you're not taking it too personally. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it happened to me the first year. I was like, this person's been working nine months to be able to take their family to Disney World and Go Coast. And here I am taking it personally, thinking that I'm a <laughs> shitty person. It's like, this person's made so many sacrifices. Like, like they've, this they've person's saved. got a 25K tax bill, and that is my fault. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's, everything is on me. It's like super if personal. If I had been adjusting the person from the ATO, maybe they wouldn't have given this bill to this person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? and, exactly. Or, or like, you know, someone who's traveling through and won't, won't sign 
going on to a care plan. It's like, what do you expect them to do? Just sell all their shit and then just move to Marimula just so they get adjusted by you. Because yes, they're I not, do expect this. <laughs> like, they're not even from here. They're traveling through, if that makes sense. So it's yeah, kind of, 100%. It's, yeah. It's finding that balance. But also the next thing I wanted to say is, well, is not setting such massive, massive amount of expectations within your practice. If that makes yeah. sense. Like people come in, they're like, I need to, I'm, I'm going to be busy overnight. It has to happen overnight. And then when it doesn't happen that way, they just completely crumble. Yeah. And like, you're, yeah, all, you're already self-destructing from the very start. Like you were never going to win that game. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And that's been a challenge being in a tourist town as well. I was mm. like at the start of the year, it had come around to the time for a lot of comparatives. And I think I had like five in one week or something. So a lot of people dropping down on their schedules at that point, which is yeah. cool. Uh, but at the same time, all of my ICs pretty much were tourists. And so I was having this moment where I'm freaking out. I'm like, I have come back in this t- into this year and I am worse at my job, obviously. I'm a terrible person. People don't like me. And then finding that balance of, okay, yes, a lot of my tourists, a lot of my new people are tourists. What am I going to do about that? But also, okay, maybe this is because some of you new people are tourists and like bouncing yeah. that out and being like, okay, that is a factor. Yep. What's, what do I have control of? What don't I have control yes, of? Yes, 100%. And yeah. Yeah. Like not focusing on things you can't control of. Like at the end of the day, yeah. Marimula is a beach, a beautiful beach town and yeah. it's a country town as well, which means you're going to get an influx of people during the summer. If that makes yeah. sense. Like no one's going to be there like in their bathers in the middle of June. <laughs> well, <laughs> probably, probably, not, probably, no. probably is some oh, people. Some, but mm. <laughs> but it, I, I, I think I really like that in a way that just what do I have control with? Yeah. And let's focus on that and not worry about things that I can't control. Yeah. And it's still something I'm working on. Like, Big time, me too. Because off, off one hand, I don't want to be the type of person that blames external factors and just lets it all spin out of control. But yep. on the other hand, I don't want to be someone that only blames myself and doesn't, you know, and lets my confidence spin out of control. And I think that's been a huge challenge for me as a, as a new grad is. Yeah. And it will probably always be a challenge that I learn to balance, but it's been a big one for me this year for sure. I don't want my confidence to be so low because of factors that I can't control, but I don't want to not control the factors either if they exist. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's actually really refreshing to hear because we, we, you get zorped into it, don't you? you get yeah, complete, definitely. It completely takes full control of, of, of how you're feeling and how you, how you, how you see yourself in, within your own like, like skin is, is such a big way into such a big like inhibiting factor in terms of you being successful, you running a practice. Yeah, definitely. It's, mm. it's massive. But. It's massive. Yeah. Uh, it's good that you're still recognizing that that is still a thing and you're still working on it because it is, it, it's a marathon. Yeah. And, and the further you get through it, it's true. The more you learn what you don't know and exactly what you need to work on. Mm. And coming into 2022, it's been a big thing for that is like, okay, I've, I've figured out some of those things. There's a whole lot more I need to figure out now. And it just reveals the layers of that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's really, it's, uh, I think it's great. I think, um, what you just said and your experience that you've been through is just a big reflection on yourself and how you sort of, where you see yourself in the future, but where you are presently as well. So mm-hmm. just having that self-awareness is so important. Um, and I think it's a, like I was saying, completely refreshing to be able to hear that from someone. Mm. Um, I guess the next thing I want to talk to you at the moment is that 
number one, are you, are you enjoying practice? Like you've been there for eight months now, you know, pretty much running the show by yourself. Like is what's, what's the most enjoyable thing do you think it, it has been so far? I honestly love my job. Mm. Uh, it doesn't mean it's been easy at every point, but the job itself, I don't think there's anything else I could see myself doing. And for a long time, I didn't know if I'd like being a chiropractor. <laughs> uh, it really came for me pretty late in the piece. Uh, but going to work day in, day out, and a lot of like what I talk to someone about when they're on the table there is like, can you, like, how's that tying up your shoelaces going? I know you couldn't do that before. Mm. Like, not a problem out now, but do you know what else? I'm, I'm deadlifting at the gym again. Mm. And I was like having that day in day out and seeing how people's lives are getting better because of something that you have helped them understand or influence is massive. And mm. I love that. Mm. Um, so I, I love it honestly. Mm. Uh, and that's just, that's just growing with every new progress exam or every new comparative exam that I do. I'm like, this person's life is better now than mm. it was when I met them. And I love that. It's special. But also, it really grounds you as well, and, yeah. and it gives you a sense of gratitude. Don't don't you think? Yeah. Like when you when you like when you're doing a progress exam, you're talking to people about this and how how much they've improved. It gives you clarity on the fact that you love what you do, but also yeah. it gives you a lot of gratefulness in terms of like people actually come and see me. Like yeah. that's so special, you know. Isn't like, when they come in and see you, whether there's an IC adjustment or off, like there's an infinite amount of things that they could be doing with their life right at this very moment, but they actually choose to be here right in front of you. Yeah, for sure. And I think the biggest thing that's carried, like for, for all my weaknesses as a chiropractor, I think the biggest thing that's carried me through some of those months is people know that I genuinely want the best for them, yeah. and that I genuinely will do everything I can to get them there. It doesn't mean you always get someone the outcome that they want on the deadline that they want it, but uh, it's hugely valuable to for them, I think, to know as well that someone there is caring for them and wants the best outcomes for them. Mm. Uh, but it's also a great reminder for me because when I'm feeling down and out about whatever I'm feeling down and out about, I read those progress exams or, you know, see those things that, and making people's lives better. And mm. that keeps me going as yeah. well. So big time. And again, people know that people will know if you genuinely care and want mm. their best outcomes. And I think that's the best thing for your reputation too. Yeah. As well, uh, realistically. Uh, and I've got a lot of referrals out of that and that sort mm. of thing, but that could be viewed as a weakness or strength based on where you, where you're sitting. But um, yeah. So that's I another cool part of it. I think it's a, it's a massive strength. Uh, it, the reason why I think it's a massive strength is, is like you're, you've got, you're humble enough to say that I can't guarantee you that this is going to happen. And I can't guarantee you that this is going to be the best outcome for you. But what I can guarantee you is that I'm going to try my absolute hardest to try to get you there. Yeah. If that makes sense. And that, that is like, yeah, actually have it be true too. Exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah. just being, just not, not putting your, like making, making it about them if that makes sense. Yeah. Like this is about you and I want you to reach those things. And I can't guarantee that's going to happen overnight. I can't guarantee it's going to happen at all, but I'm going to try my hardest to try to get you there. And I'm going to put everything I have with that. Yeah, for sure. Mm. It's a big, big slice of it. Hey. Yeah. And I think because of that, you do get heaps of internal referrals. You know, you do have a really good reputation and people mm. want to, people are like, this guy cares, which means that I'm going to 
get my loved ones in here? Like, why isn't my daughter getting adjusted? Why isn't my best friend yeah. getting adjusted? If that makes sense? Like it, yeah. it becomes super contagious because of that energy you're putting out and that sort of um, like groundingness of being like, I'm going to try my hardest. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Love that. And with everything going on at the moment, like has, has your family been up to, to, to visit you lately or how's that been going? Cause I know it's not the convenient way. You said it wasn't very convenient being four and a half hours away, but oh, how's that well, dynamic been going? Yeah. So whilst it is only four and a half hours away, there is this thing called the state border, <laughs> uh, yeah. which has made it very difficult. So the large majority of my family has no idea like where I live. Mm. Uh, they probably think I live in squalor and I'm like, actually got a beach view, but you wouldn't know that you can't come into New South Wales. Uh, I've had my two of my sisters come up and visit, but the rest haven't been able to as of yet. Mm. Uh, I'm hoping it is on the cards, but yeah, it's been a bit, bit tricky having that border smack bang in the middle for sure. It was shut down for like six months. So I was like, I'm going to use it like every third weekend. And then Dan Andrews was like, no, no, you wait. <laughs> yeah. back yeah. Try again in a couple of weeks. We probably won't change it, but try again in yeah. a couple of weeks. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't, yeah. Can't give you any promises, but we'll, we'll, we'll work on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think the, the, the hard, the one of the things that, reasons why I wanted to bring that up is because you are very close to your family. You know, you are very family orientated, which is extremely warm to see, um, you know, just not having the support there right around the corner or a five minute drive or even a couple of hours drive when you were in Melbourne must've been uh, a bit of a challenge. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Definitely came with its challenges, but uh, I, I think we, we tackled it pretty gracefully in the end and I thank God for Zoom and yeah. Facebook and all of that. You can, sort of keep yourself pretty grounded yep. without that physical contact. But also a little bit of a extroverted introvert anyway. So mm. I recharge on my own, which, which is probably good. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that, that definitely helped as well. But otherwise I think it would have been tough. Mm. Recharging is probably the next thing that I sort of wanted to talk about. Like, I think you and me again, um, maybe you agree with this, maybe you don't, but I think we're very similar in a way that, like we are very extroverted when we want to be like, yes. we have no, we have no issues being around people, starting a conversation, you know, taking the piss, whatever it is, or, yep. or just literally just being around people. We found that very rejuvenating and also very like energy sort of boosting. Mm. But <laughs> on it the other hand, <laughs> yes. other hand, extremely introverted as well. Like I 100%. cannot tell you how much I, like I value being by myself and having my own time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and it is it is a, a mixture of sometimes you'll go out and I think we're both larger than life when we do. Sometimes that energizes you. Sometimes it just drains you. Oh, and either yeah. way, I'm going to need my alone time in my room with no contact yeah. <laughs> anyone to recharge from that. Mm. Um, and then Ollie's standing at my door being like, Please talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I found this research article on this C1 thing. I'm like, oh, God. Do you want to talk about how cervical curve in- increases your chances? <laughs> yeah, I found this I one know. article in, in Spain. Yeah, it's, it's all in Spanish, so hopefully you can read it. <laughs> but I, 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 I completely agree. I think, I think, like, from my point of view, like, my own space is cooking. I love cooking. I love cleaning. I love gardening. I love cleaning the pool, all that mm. kind of stuff. That's my my jam just to be like, I want to be productive, but I also don't want to see or talk or hear anyone yes. else's voices. Like I just want my own time. 
what do you do with your own time? Do you think? Unfortunately, the the productivity is not a crucial part of that. (laughs) A lot of the time I'm like, you know, I have some spare time now. I'm going to have a thick nap right now. Um, So if, if napping and staring blankly at a wall is not an accurate answer or a valid answer, I should say to that, uh, my art is a huge thing. I've got to focus on my art right now. <laughs> uh, but sort of sitting and be, like being creative and just doing that is a big outlet for me. Yeah. A bit of music or yeah. something like that. Uh, well, I was going to say, like when you're doing art, is there is music in the background? Do you think that's soothing or, or just pure silence? Well, I mean, it depends on the mood, really. Mm. Bit of either. Um, yeah. Also bought myself a keyboard recently, which is awesome. super fun. Mm. Uh, so doing stuff like that as well helps me recharge, but definitely, definitely napping and, and scrolling through TikTok. Right now. Oh, <laughs> a key man. components there, but yeah. we won't admit that. No, no, I, I think it's great. Like, I think yeah. it's, it's just like, like I, I blow off plans to do those things. Like, I, I constantly like, and I'm like truthful about it as well. Like, are you busy? No, but I'd rather <laughs> anything but that. <laughs> I, I was looking at it, I was straight up lie. I'll be like, oh, I'm just swamped right now and I'm yeah. at home mm. having a nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm seeing, I've got so many events on tonight. For so many like, events, how yeah. are those big plans you had and just got the sheet indent in your sheet? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it, was, it was flat chat, man. As, Sorry, as, I couldn't hang out. <laughs> As you get older, trust me, you become way more transparent. <laughs> way more transparent, trust me. Like when people go, oh, do you have any plans? Like, no, I've, I'm doing fuck all and I cannot wait. <laughs> I, I literally cannot wait. And I'm like, I'm sorry to blow off, blow you off, but like I need this time, you know? Yeah, no, valid. The people that love you and the people that care about you, they understand. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like they, they, they know what you're doing from a day-to-day basis. You're talking from one person to the other all day, every single day. Mm. From when you start shift to when you end shift, you're just talking to people. And that doesn't even have to be practice members. That's CAs, that's people from yeah. the company. You're just constantly going and going and talking and communicating all the time. So yes. it's there has to be a, a time where you're not doing that. And that's something- 100%. And it's tough because the people that are on all the time, they can be a lot more productive outside of work. But for me, I really struggle with that because as soon as I get home, I can't be thinking about all of this extra stuff that I've got to do. I've just got to be blank <laughs> yeah. for a couple of hours. Uh, so yeah, it's, but it's all a balance, right? Balancing mm. act. I think just recognizing that is, is, is super important as well. Mm. You know, like there's so many people that, that comply to a certain way of living within the practice, but also without outside the practice that are quite number one, not really recharging their batteries, but also kind yeah. of miserable as well. Yeah. <laughs> it, yes. it, See what I mean? Like another thing that that your practice members will know. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, they're like, you definitely did not do things for yourself this weekend, bro. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, which of the three T's is dominant this week? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. I'm just like trauma. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we've really hit. We've really like been able to discover your journey so far. For when you first started, from where you are now. Um, well, I think it's really important to really talk about the future. Like, where do you, where do you sort of see yourself in a couple of years' time? And, and what, are you, what are you sort of curious about at the moment and you're engaged about and you want to learn more about at the moment? Yeah, I think, I think initially it was hard for me to set goals about where I thought I would be, first of all. So mm-hmm. I, I had pretty low expectations of how I thought I would go in practice, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I, ten, I tend to set the bar low for myself realistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I definitely exceeded that within the first year, which was cool. But now I'm at the point 
where I'm like, maybe I should actually see how far I can take that and actually see what it's like if I do set goals and try and meet them Mm. and raise the bar on that expectation for myself a bit. So I think a lot of the next phase is going to be about that for me and building, building on from what we've already built here. Mm. Uh, So I think, I think that's a big component of it. Uh, seeing, you know, what numbers I can see, how I can see them, uh, stuff like that, but mm-hmm. also all the stuff that comes with it life-wise, like, yep. uh, and seeing how that changes. So I haven't really gone through and figured out what that looks like yet, but uh, definitely starting to figure it out and starting to think that maybe where I can, the goals I can reach, I guess, are actually beyond what I initially thought they would ever be, which is a pretty cool point to be at. I think so. Yeah. And it's just yeah. the time. Mm. Yeah. Time yeah. and patience, you know, um, the hard part isn't, isn't um, for me, especially I think personally, like the hard part isn't probably m- making goals. It's it's searching for the right goals that suit you at that very specific time in your life. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm oh, sorry. You, no, you, you got can- no. I think the other can, like scary thing for me as well is I'm terrified of not reaching a goal if I said it. So I'm very conservative with them, but then I probably don't challenge myself enough if I'm not setting that goal. So yeah. finding the balance there as well is like not setting something so outlandish that I'm going to hate myself if I don't achieve it, but yeah. also not being so conservative that I won't push myself or challenge myself. That's the challenge for me. Just having fun. Yeah, that's it. Do you know, like, like the goals are always going to be there whether you hit it or not. If that yeah, makes sense. Like, and yeah. like, I mean, you just started eight months in, and you, if yeah. we want to be doing this, it feels like we, you know, you want to be doing this for a very long, very, very long time. The mm. goals are going to change. It's going to change depending on what you're going through at the time. Just, yeah. just the main goal of it is is being able to set realistic goals, but also having fun with it. Yeah, for you sure. Know, and, and and not beating yourself up too much if you don't hit it. Like we've, yeah. we've all we've all failed at stuff and we've all made mistakes and mustn't fail. But I think looking back, like no one really gives a shit if if you do if you don't reach that, if that makes sense. The only person yeah, that really definitely. cares is for yourself, you know. So you don't do don't it. Just getting all logical on me. <laughs> Trying to be rational, I think. Or... <laughs> Let me wallow in my sorrows. I think it's I think it's it's always really refreshing being able to talk about these things because it is very genuine. And, and, and that's one of the best things. I think that's one of the, the, the my favorite things about you, um, whether you like it or not, it's just from, from me, it's, it's just how genuine and authentic you are all the time. And um, it's always a, a huge pleasure being able to share stories that are quite, um, uh, yeah, genuine and, and not that fake conversation, if that makes sense. No, yeah. Mm. I think it's something we do well, hey? Mm, it's it's got to be being, real. Being yeah. Real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Being very real. It's good. Um, the next thing I want to sort of talk to you about is obviously, um, the, the overarching things in terms of looking back and reflecting on your journey at the moment as well. What advice would you give a person who is about to finish uni or thinking about making that big jump in terms of where they, where they see themselves in the future in terms of joining chiropractic live or, or really trying to be successful? Like, is there anything you sort of want to say to those people in terms of what, what the best advice is? I, I think a lot of people when they first, because when you go through uni, there's you, you sort of have a tendency at the end to want to cling to something that you know has security in it in terms of, 
you do naturally gravitate towards the most predictable thing or, you know, the, the job that has the best retainer just in case you don't get beyond that or, you know, you don't really have a huge inclination to take a risk that could be high risk, high reward or, or otherwise. Uh, and so I think a lot of us plan, you know, I'll just do this job for six months and then I'll, once I'm a bit more stable or secure, I'll take a risk after that. Uh, my advice would be think twice about whether you actually want to do that because a lot of us will just settle into that and never challenge ourselves. I definitely wanted to challenge myself straight out the gates, which wasn't, again, not comfortable, n- not always predictable or, or secure in a sense, but definitely worth it. And mm. I think you'll thank yourself for it for the rest of your life mm. uh, if you do challenge yourself right out the gates. So mm. uh, that that's probably controversial, but... Uh, that's definitely one thing I would say. Mm. The other thing is, I think a lot of us, when we first came out of, come out of uni and I know I was like, this is you feel like you need to defend yourself a lot of the time. And you're like, well, this is, this is just how I learned it. Or this is what I think sits best for me or fits best for me. I learned probably not quick enough, but relatively quickly that it's just easier if, if you ask for input, ask for help, uh, Acknowledge that you're a newbie, you're a rookie, you won't do everything perfectly and there's going to be people who can help you with that. Mm. And learning that it's not a, a dig at you or it's not anything personal when someone offers that help. Yep. That was something really confronting for me at the start when I was a couple of months into practice and started getting help. At the start, I was like, I, I felt attacked when there mm. were holes in what I was doing mm. and felt that I needed to defend them. And the second that I was like, let's just take the advice and plug the holes. Let's mm. do that. It's mm. not personal. It's just a learning experience. Life got so much easier. Mm. Um, every now and then the pride still gets in the way and I feel like I need to defend myself. But pushing that aside where you can will get you a lot further than sort of staying where you're at and just trying to defend it. Yeah, yeah. And, and just, just, just breaking that pedestal that you put yourself on for no apparent reason. Yeah, yeah. I know it's it's so bizarre looking back at it that I felt I had anything to defend. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, Uh, but I I guess people talk down about uni students, or you're always there's always someone superior to you when you're a new grad, and you feel like you have to have something to be superior in. And Mm. sometimes just being like, I don't know anything. Yeah. But I'm happy to learn. Sometimes yeah. that's the best quality to have. And it's what gets you the furthest, I think, as well. 100. I couldn't agree more. And, and just remembering that every achievement you make or every skill that you improve on, that's not going to be given to you. No. That's something that you have to earn, that you yeah. have to work on. And in order to earn that and work on that is being able to see where you need to improve and where the holes are. Yeah. And, and, stop creating this fake environment around you. Just think that you're just this person that knows everything because the reality is mm. that you don't. <laughs> like I've I definitely didn't. Sam, Sam Baldock, amazing mm. at helping you through that. Mm. He, I've honestly, the patches where I've grown the fastest, both personally and in the practice is where he's been involved. Like he's amazing at, at helping you realize realize holes which is so so uncomfortable because i remember him asking me about like my pre and post shift being like how are you doing that and i was like the real answer was probably i'm not really doing them structures at all i'm just hoping (laughs) the best the answer that came out of my mouth was me trying to defend myself (laughs) and 
So <laughs> once I stopped actually defending myself and just being like, I'm just going to listen to what he says and implement that. He helped me so much and I honestly mm. am so thankful to him as well. So quick shout out to him. If you're listening oh, to he, he, he is such a boss at that because he actually yeah. finds the time to go into your books and your stats and everything and actually being able to figure out the holes because sometimes we, we're not even aware of the holes, if that makes sense. No, like, oh, no. I had no idea that I was retaining no one. So he goes in there and recognizes this and then talks you through the process and how it could be better, you know, without, yeah. you know, belittling you and stuff. And you know that he just wants what's best for you in terms of making mm. you as successful as you can be. And sometimes it requires you to change, which, wow, challenging, but mm-hmm. it's, it's always been worth it. Mm. Uh, so the second I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to shut up and like, listen to this guy because he's seen more than probably I ever will big moment (laughs) big helpful moment (laughs) yeah and I think like being in the company and seeing people get onboarded and seeing people actually have the same attitude as you Mm. they end up they end up making it they end up completely flipping their practice completely doing uh, fulfilling things and really hitting those KPIs yeah here's hoping eh Mm. so man like that's that's some, that's some pretty good advice for someone yeah. who's about to start out and, and someone who's actually actively wanting to transform their, their practice mm. or, or, or be better as a chiropractor. That's an amazing, yeah. amazing info. And knowing when someone wants to help that it's because they want to help you, not because it's they want to attack you. It's, mm. it's the biggest realization you can have to make yourself comfortable with that process as well. Yeah. No it, one that gives me advice wants to cut me down. They want to see me do better. So it was the same as you just said with the advice of being like, well, making sure that you know nothing and, and, mm. and, and don't like cut down the, that pedestal and actually want to learn. Isn't you attacking the, the other, the next generation of chiropractors being no. much like I went through this and it worked really well for me. How's if you learn now? Yeah. Like, this is yeah. what I want you to go down the path. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's very, um, very true. Yeah. It's time for our special segment called something spicy where we ask some random rapid fire questions to our guests and they have to answer the first thing that comes to their head. Will they be able to handle the heat? Let's find out. First question. Do you actually like the beach or more of the idea of living by the beach? The idea of living by the beach. (laughs) I've been like twice. It's honestly, it's woeful. Uh, even when I have a day off like this, it's nice outside. I'm like, I could go to the beach. Won't though. <laughs> having the option. Yeah. Yeah. And I live yeah. by it. So I just want to yeah, know, I know that. I can see it. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a good start. It's a very good start. Yeah. Burning questions. Next Fair one. <laughs> Describe your style in one word. Oh, the style I want to have very chic. The style I actually have is like, Hobo chic. <laughs> I'm too lazy to put effort in. That's my problem. I love that. Love that. Yeah. Um, now that you're working more often and, and earning your own wage, obviously running a mm. practice by yourself. Um, how often are you online shopping? Not that often. I actually, yeah, yeah because I wear a uniform. I'm like, what am I going to shop for? That's pointless. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. I've like not done that that many times. Um, very interesting. I like that. Um, Unexpected. <laughs> bit of a controversial one, um, but mm. answer honestly, because no judgment here from anyone. Okay. Well, there's probably a judgment from other people, but when oh. was when was the last time your bed was made? Oh, 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 um, 
only ever on cheat change day. <laughs> it doesn't happen voluntarily because, like, what's the point? You've got to make the bed nicely initially. After that, who cares? Good on you. I like it. Good, good like answer. Very honest. Very, very honest question. Answer. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, what song are you singing out loud constantly at the moment? Uh, Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. That's a good track. That's a great track. We cut that out. Yeah, I've had so much <laughs> it's a very good tune actually not even judgment i was like that is a track that is a track and a half seriously (laughs) track Um, certified banger (laughs) exactly 100 (laughs) percent um what was your best comeback to your housemate ollie krog oh i don't know if we can say that on the air really (laughs) (laughs) honestly i don't have good comebacks i just yell that i'm angry all the time we've got several voice recordings of me doing that so it's more just uh, expressing my disdain for most situations, really. There's does nothing witty there. Does it work well? No. Uh, it's very ineffective, <laughs> but yet I won't learn. Um, and then the last one, what's your hidden talent? Uh, ventriloquism. I can talk with my mouth closed. Whoa, with the puppet, mm-hmm. like the, mm-hmm. the thing yeah. you see and like having a conversation from, from the puppet to the person. The obvious reasons I don't do it often because I don't want everyone thinking I'm a psycho, but <laughs> if the need ever were to arise, I can do it. I didn't know this. That is very interesting and actually really impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. I can talk with my mouth closed because I sleep talk. So talking is possible all the time. Wow. Okay. Which is why this has gone so long. <laughs> this is amazing. That's, that's something I had no idea. That's, that's awesome. I'll do another one. I'll do the whole thing with my mouth. <laughs> when, when did you discover this? Like, there was, is this a new thing or was this like a... I discovered like halfway through uni, I think. Uh, I don't know how I discovered it. Oh, wow. <laughs> but then when I did it, I was like, damn, I'm kind of good at this. Yeah. Jeez. Now, yeah. R- Rocket. That's, a, that's an unbelievable hidden talent, actually. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. Um, that's a really good way to end the segment. I, I had a really, really good time. And I, every time I speak to you, I kick myself because I'm like, we don't do this often enough. Agreed. And it's, it's a good yeah, time. I had a really great time today. And I really appreciate you taking time out of your weekend to sort of do this with me. Um, so um, until next time, thank you so much. Come visit sometime. I think I'll, I think I'll have to. We'll, we'll go, not go to the beach. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll just look at it. <laughs> enjoy the idea (laughs) exactly thank you so much Elise I I really really appreciate it again have a great weekend and um, much love much much love thanks for listening to today's podcast if you're curious and engaged in what we do and want to find out a little bit more please leave a comment add us on social or you can find us on chiropracticlife.com.au we can't wait to hear from you